What's good? What's good? What's good, peoples? Happy 2021. <laughs> yeah, it's a new year now. It's a new year. We're here. We finally landed. Country, country. And ooh, as ooh. you know, it's your boy Fabs. And it's your boy Milo. And we're here to bring you yet another episode of Layers of Life. Jeez. Come true. Welcome, oh, friend. Yeah, man. What's good, man? What's First episode of, of the year. Come on. This is amazing. Yeah, I feel like... Obviously, because... Well, for those who don't know, like, we obviously last... Um, our last episode, we actually did record this year, obviously, but it was our live episode. It was a live episode, um, yeah. So, just before we even start this episode, if anyone wants to um, catch on to that, you can find that on our um, Instagram page, which is underscore dot layers of life, and you'll find our live recording that we've done via Instagram on our page. Mm-hmm. Well, it's definitely, it was very different, very different to what we're used to, but hopefully, you know, we will be able to continue doing something like that because, yeah. um, yeah. Y'all got to see our faces for those who obviously watched already and everything. And um, yeah, it would be good to kind of like, you know, exactly interact and all these things as well. So yeah, man, it was definitely dope. I definitely liked it, man. And um, just that, you know, this is obviously because, you know, I always like to say this is the 33rd episode. Free, free. (laughs) So yeah, boy. I mean, here we are once again. Um, And we are not alone. (laughs) No, we, are <laughs> we are not alone yeah boys so for this episode we are joined by my good good friend my good brother of mine in fact carl whoop, whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop, whoop. hi guys <laughs> welcome <laughs> welcome thanks for, having, thanks, for, thanks for coming bro to be honest with you i mean i know you'd always be there regardless to be fair but of course like obviously you know when you have like a close friend and you're doing your own thing and they're kind of like now part of it in mm-hmm. a way they come in and whatnot support it you know it's appreciated so i was like cool it was always gonna happen yes yeah. the way it's happened now like <laughs> it's happened at a nice time mm-hmm. you know I mean? yeah. no but thank you for even inviting me to be honest because that's a privilege in itself so i appreciate that so thanks guys no worries man you no know how we do you know how we do man and um, yeah, so I was going to say, maybe you can like let the listeners know exactly what you do and who you are in these things as well. Cool. Okay, cool. So my name is Carl. Um, I've been working in the mental health field for the last two years now. So I work in a mental health hospital in South London. So like, I've had a different like array of jobs, like from like admin to like being an assistant psychologist to being like a project manager for mental health projects. So I've done like a different array of things I guess but um definitely we'll say like I'm a um, mental health advocate and yeah it's something, something I'm passionate about definitely so yeah brilliant that's good man that's good how would you say you kind of got into your field exactly good question um so I guess like through studying at uni I would say because I guess like in college we went to the same college maybe but we did indeed, <laughs> we did indeed. that's when I was introduced to um like psychology and I think it was mm. something that was really it was different like I had never like studied anything like that before and I felt like it was really interesting like science with the mind I was like whoa like mind-blowing kind of thing mm-hmm. so then I guess from college after that it was like the only thing I was really interested in studying and so I said let me study this in uni I actually enjoy it so this will be good to study in uni and then from there, I guess it's kind of grown, developed, and I kind of just learned to love psychology and anything like related to the mind. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Good, I feel like along that period, like mental health wasn't there wasn't much focus on mental yeah. health around yeah. them time. Yeah. Like, this was what we're talking about. What five years or so ago? Mm-hmm. That when you was getting to that? Yeah, maybe even more exactly because through research and stuff, I've seen that a lot of mental health stuff didn't really come into play until about. 2005, 2006, and then moving forward, like around 2011, 2012, yeah. that's when things started to be noticed and there was things put into place. So mm-hmm. to be at that stage and kind of have in mind of like what you wanted, I guess it's important to have that experience of studying it. 
otherwise you would never have known. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I agree. No, it's true. And, you know, I think it's good for, you know, you even working within this field as well, especially being a black man. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's really good to kind of, you know, see that, you know, our people are, you know, in the field and in the industry. Do you get what I mean? And or the lack of our people. <laughs> it goes both ways. Both ways. Yeah, yeah that is true. We need yeah. more. 100%, definitely. But to know that someone like yourself is obviously in the field already, mm, amazing, honestly. <laughs> it really is. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I've got like a million and one questions for you, boy. <laughs> but you know it is? Obviously, for us, you know, being involved and, you know, talking about mental health, it's just, you know, really interesting to kind of know exactly, you know, what you've kind of seen, what your perspective is and so forth and everything like that. Um, yeah, so, I mean, in terms of obviously what you do at work, how would you, how, how is it exactly? And, um, yeah, like, what do you get up to? Okay, so currently, um, so working like project management, project support, project coordination, three different words for like the same thing. But, <laughs> <laughs> so that's between um, two different trusts, I would say. So one is more so like mental health, um, integration with physical health care. So like physical health issues. Um, let's say obesity and then mental health issues like Mm. anxiety, depression so that kind of combination, that's one side and one side is more so physical health so like diabetes, irritable irritable bowel syndrome that kind of thing Yeah. so yeah Okay. Um, and I've been doing that for the last like couple of months now so like it's fairly fresh, fairly new but I'm enjoying it I think so yeah cool that's good, man. That's good. Because I was going to say, obviously, you doing the projects that you're doing and everything like that just must be like so interesting to kind of see, you know, you kind of building up something and then kind of, you know, executing it in a sense, isn't it? Mm, so yeah. it's, it's, it's it's interesting. Um, I was going to say, like, I mean, are you allowed to kind of like discuss the kind of projects you do or is that kind of like a low, low kind of No, I think thing? I can, I can try. I can. I mean, it's not like too... You know, confidential. confidential. Well, I mean, well, we <laughs> hacked onto the blogs. Yeah. <laughs> I think you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> no name, so it's fine. <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess one of the projects I'm working on at the moment with the let's say the mental health side is about um, it was regarding like a, a mindfulness platform. So I spoke to Miles about it like the other day. But basically, just like a resource that um, some psychologists, psychiatrists, and mindfulness counselors um, at between the hospital I work in and some other hospitals across South London put together. Because I guess, like, during COVID and during the pandemic, a lot of people are really being very lonely, very stressed, mm. very anxious. So mindfulness is supposed to, like, help relax your mind, you know, help you to kind of reflect and think and meditate, essentially. And so there was a platform that was created around that. And through that, we've kind of, like, um, created a wider platform, um, a free platform, free training platform that we've distributed um, to many different organisations, people in the trust, people outside the trust, so internal and external people. And then from that, people are allowed to use the platform to meditate, to relax, so kind of just listen to mindfulness and um, practice and teachings and kind of just use that to their benefit, basically. So it's just like a free tool for people to use to um, relax and de-stress if they can and when they need to. So, yeah. That's mm. perfect. That's really good. And not to be funny, it's not often you kind of hear a lot of free things happening. Do you know what I'm <laughs> so, <laughs> so true. <laughs> come through, come through. So would you, is that something that people are able to access just yeah. like, you know, on Google or anything like that. So I guess it's a part of like the KHP. So I work for King's Health Partners now. So mm-hmm. it's part of the KHP Learn Hub. Um, I distributed it to you guys through email anyway. Yeah. So like, Thank if you. If you find anybody that you think it'll be suitable for, please do share it with them as well. It's free to make an account. You can use your Gmail, Hotmail, whatever you want to do. And so yeah. That'd be dope. Please share it. I definitely will be doing that. We'll <laughs> definitely be creating a post for that. So yes, yeah. guys, information on that will be coming very soon. Not to worry, <laughs> not to worry. Definitely. Um, so like even the whole journey of like getting into mental health and stuff like, did you, prior to obviously studying and stuff, did you have in mind or 
what you wanted to do or do you, or did you feel like oh so there's two questions in one <laughs> like you getting into that stage is it something that you kind of always had in mind or and, and if not um do you feel like you've been able to implement the things that you've learned within managing your own mental health as well so I think initially, like, starting off, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So it was literally just like, oh, I like the subject. I'm mm. going to study it and then see what comes from it. And even after that, I think after, like, graduating from uni, it was still a bit like, hmm, I don't know what I'm doing, kind of. But then I thought at some point, oh, let me, like, apply for a job that I can, in a mental health hospital at least. And it kind of will get me, like, my foot in the door, if that mm. makes sense. Even if it's not, like, exactly what I want to do. So I think I started off, like, doing, like, administration, that kind of thing, being, like, an assistant or whatever. And I was like, okay, cool, this is cool. Then I tried to, like, use, like, the people that I met to kind of network and then mm. it helped me like get so like sort of placements doing different things like working in the wards and whatnot and that kind of thing so I guess it's been a sort of journey anyway and I'm still trying to figure out what I really want to do ultimately but I think it will eventually lead me to something mental health related so probably counselling or some sort so I want to essentially be a counsellor of some kind but mm. still kind of working out the little kinks to do that mm-hmm. so, yeah. and that's the thing as well, I feel like when you're in this field you realise unless you kind of know specifically what you want you realise you can end up anywhere. Like, yeah. it's such a broad field. Like, there's so yeah. much scope within it. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You can go into being a profession professional within mental health or within counselling or psychotherapy or psycho... Like, there's so many levels mm. of different ways of which... Yeah. Into, 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 wow. <laughs> Interpersonal. You know what I mean? Like, and ways you can put yourself into these situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it's important to know as well because I guess people may have interests in in the field and just be put off by thinking, oh, they need to have psychology as A level, whatever yeah. it is, before getting to get into that path. Obviously, mm-hmm. I feel like for these things, you kind of need to have a genuine personal passion and interest in it, or have it as something you know you want to want to make a difference in. Otherwise, you're you're gonna spread yourself thin and probably lose the, the, the love for wanting to do it kind yeah. of thing yeah. even for me like I feel like I've always known ish in a way that I've wanted to help and work with people but because well I studied it for AS for just for um, A level for the first first year of A level and then after that I kind of just didn't know what I wanted to do mm-hmm. and then I had to let experiences bring me around full circle to doing what I'm doing now mm-hmm. but even then it's like okay do I want to go into psychology? Do I want to go into counselling? Do I want to be a coach? Mm-hmm. Do I want to be a counsellor? There's so many different things. And it again, it sounds like they all do the same things, but they mm-hmm. obviously all have very certain disciplines within them all mm-hmm. that makes them different. And it's good for people to be aware of that so that people are aware of what kind of help they can get as well. Yeah. Because then some people are so used to being, being told, oh, go to therapy or go to therapy is good. But if you start researching therapy, you'll be like, oh, okay, well, what kind of therapy do I need? Where should I go? Who do I go? Who do I go to? Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's good to be able to be mindful of these things to, to help educate people to know exactly. how to access certain courses or knowing what help is out there and stuff mm-hmm. as well. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. That's cool. It's true. It's true. I think what's also good as well with what you see, what you've done, you obviously used people and your, like your colleagues um, around you to kind of like progress in a sense. You get what I mean? You know? And, you know, within the NHS, you know, that's literally what you need to do. You, also, you always need to, you need to find your own kind of, like, passion for you to obviously get mm. up there and work your way up kind of thing. So I really feel like, you know, what you've done um, is really good that you, you, especially you, obviously, you're not kind of having, obviously, you studied psychology and yeah. so forth as well. So, I mean, you know, you're not having really any um, psychology-related work being done and you're obviously doing admin and you obviously progress from there. I mean, you know, a lot of people will kind of see that as a stumbling block. 
you know, mm-hmm. but they wouldn't know how to kind of get up there. So it's good that you was able to use your resources. Yeah, like that's that, true, man. Networking you know? is so important, I think, as well. Like, you really got to use who you know. Like, what do they say? It's not, it's not what you know. It's not what you know. know. Exactly yeah. that. Yeah. It's, it's very true. Yeah. It's very true, man. Um, What I was also going to say was as well, Um, in terms of obviously your line of work and whatnot, um, the amount of, you know, black people um, that kind of, well, I should say black patients, I should say, okay? I mean, number one, do you see a lot of them? And, you know, if you do, what are the reasons as to why they are, you know, patients in your hospital? Ooh. So I guess when I worked um, as an assistant psychologist in, in a ward, I worked in a psychosis ward. Okay. And I think a lot of the patients, there was maybe like maximum of like maybe 20 at one time, maybe, maybe less. Let's say 18 patients at one time. Mm-hmm. I think majority of them were most likely were more, more so black, yeah. And a lot of them had a history of, like, substance abuse, I would say. Right. And that was related to, like, drugs of some kind. So that could be, what, recreational drugs, um, what, weed, marijuana. Um, weed and marijuana, same thing, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, like, mostly drugs of some sort. So I found I found a lot of the time um, what would bring some patients or most of those patients to the ward was, like, some sort of drug uh, misuse that mm. caused, like, um, a psychosis breakdown mm. um, so I think yeah and a lot of the time I found as well that like um, with black patients the way they came in towards was um, like at the point where it was like they're at their worst in terms of like um, mental health so they might like, have have had a really bad episode and then like they've been brought in through A&E or through like the police or something mm-hmm. or someone's called the police because of the way they're behaving or something mm-hmm. so they, I find that black patients tend to come in to the hospital at a later stage right. in comparison to maybe like their white counterparts. Yeah, okay, no, I, I definitely hear that. So even just listening to that, I mean, that's, that's quite interesting because how I see it, right, is the fact that, you know, substance abuse, I mean, number one, why do we use substances? Because substances obviously kind of, number one, they do something for us. A lot of people, well, clearly, evidently, they use that as a coping mechanism. Mm. Do you get what I'm coming from? In terms of, um, you know, just trying to deal with whatever situation you know, they're going through and everything like that. But, you know, too, well, as you know, too much of something will always never be too good for you. And I guess this is why, you know, our black counterparts, I should say, you know, are like this kind of thing, you get me? But it's just interesting to know that, you know, that obviously instead of like getting help, people would obviously try to go to a substance that, and they feel like it's making them feel better, yeah. but it's actually not solving the problem. At all. Do you get what I'm coming from? You know? But um, yeah, that's interesting, man. Yeah, it really is. Piggybacking off what you just said as well, I think, yeah, like it's about like how people you cope with things. So like um drugs and alcohol are people's like coping strategies or mechanisms. And I guess they do think that it's solving the issue, but it's actually making the problem worse. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's 100%. Um, I was going to say, I mean, with you obviously working within that field, like how would you say that makes you feel? Um, me personally, like it's sad to see like people like me kind of like going down that route. I would say, so like, I think one thing about working in, within the ward was like seeing people that like maybe are might be similar ages or might be similar to me outside of, of work or whatever, mm-hmm. and just seeing them like kind of have like those going through certain things like being restricted as well. Because I guess like when you're in the ward as well, you're not really not restricted essentially, but sometimes when you come in for your own safety, you might not be allowed to leave. Um, a lot of the times in the day. So some people mm. have like visits, can leave, sorry, so leave to leave. So maybe you get like what between 10 to like an hour in a day or something like that. So depending on um, depending on you and like situations you've had anyway. So yeah, I think it was sad seeing like people like restricted like that because I guess it's like almost like not counter counter um, 
active in them, if that makes sense. So like it's like counterproductive, sorry, that's the word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's almost counterproductive. So like the thing that's supposed to be helping you is also making you a bit worse because you're, you're frustrated that you can't leave, but then mm. you need to be there because you need to improve your mental exactly. health. Exactly, so like Yeah, it's a bit of a catch-22, is that what yeah. they say? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I can imagine, man. I mean, you know, it's just kind of sad to see like, you know, was yes, that was sad to know. I should say that you know people, um, you know our brothers and sisters and so forth, that they feel like you know they would have to kind of like you know take you know certain things, um, just so um, it kind of gives them an escape in a sense, like mm. an escape for them, you know, and oh, just to so you got to take, finish up, finish up. And I was just gonna say it's just sad to see, and you know, like something like that, it just kind of just reminds me why we do stuff like this do you mm. see what I'm saying because at the end of the day you know I feel like especially within our black community we need to start doing a lot more and it's really good that someone like yourself is working in the industry that you're working in because you see things for yourself you see yeah. it yeah. you know so I really feel like you know a lot of us within our community need to do be doing a lot more just to kind of put the, um, the word out there 100%. I think 100%. that's why it's important that you guys like have podcasts and platforms like this as well, just to speak about mental health. I think mm-hmm. it's really yeah. helpful and important. Like, just a conversation kind of helps people think about their own mental health as well, and maybe that will get them to do something they wouldn't have done before. This is it. Their comfort true. This is it. important. Because I was even going to say as well. I mean, the feedback from the live last week, like mm. you know, a lot of people really did resonate with it. Do you get what I'm coming from? You know, I mean, although it's obviously stuff that we speak about on the daily, maybe our faces made a difference. I don't know. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> you know no, I feel like it's more so it's because people genuinely don't have conversations like this. You'll be so surprised. Yeah. I feel mm. like because we have these conversations often and it's it's, our, it's what we do for the podcast. And for me, partially it's line of work for me as well. Like, mm-hmm. so you'd be surprised. People just don't care that much about themselves or they're not allowed they're not, whatever it is in their lives doesn't allow them to think about themselves yeah so mm-hmm. they, they can have these discussions and this, and digest things properly yeah and it's a shame because I feel like everyone is so stuck on being goal-getters and you know doing this doing that and and I get it you have to survive and do things but if you feel to not have any sort of want and need to understand yourself and your mental space properly mm-hmm. then I don't know like it's it's gonna be it will end up being a negative negative thing to do down the line yeah. because you will not you will learn you will not learn how to interact how your actions affect others and how others other people's actions affects you and ultimately you just want to be able to have a clear mental space like not and it's possible to do the both and be a hard hard working goal getter and do what you want to do but I feel like it's just so important to take time for your mental health and again going back to what I said you'll just be so surprised when no it's true just don't have the time in the day to think yeah. about their shit. Even the stuff like um that as well, yeah, right? Like, I feel like there's a lot of people who um they're so kind of like in their ways that they, number one, probably don't really want to kind of learn anything about mental health because they feel like it doesn't affect them. But I feel like this is like the issue with a lot of people nowadays. Um, Like we've always said as well, Miles, that, you know, a lot of people need to unlearn mm. in order to learn. Mm. Do you know where I'm coming from? And I feel like, that exactly that that's what a lot of people are not doing you know people are too comfortable too complacent with themselves that they feel like okay cool i don't need this and i don't need that you know what i'm coming mm. from so i think it's good for people to kind of start recognizing that you know what right you know every day we evolve you know and we evolve also every year do you know what i'm coming from yeah. so i think it's just really good that you know people actually take time to want to unlearn to learn mm. you get me um on the, on that note, I want to ask: Do you do you feel like government does enough for 
its citizens in regards to their mental health because just because we both work in institutions that are for other people but obviously also for government in regards to me working in a school and you in a hospital yeah. so it's like I feel like sometimes the schools right now the way the world is going I feel like we're like crabs in bucket mm. it's like everyone knows what we need we need the help and support and stuff for the kids who are doing the stuff and we're literally crabs in buckets and I do you feel like that's similar in how it is for mental health services or the approaches to supporting people with mental health issues do you feel like enough is being done or do you feel like yeah there's enough being done but it's ultimately down to individuals to you know realise they need to start to make better steps um, I think as of anything I guess like the NHS is like severely underfunded as like most institutions mm. are so I think it comes down to that I think if there's more money there'll be more resource available and then I think that will help a bit more because I guess one thing that people complain about is like waiting lists so like to see a, maybe a, what a therapist at um a mental health hospital can the wait list can be from like any, anything from like three months to like a year so then mm. like within that time some people are looking at ways to like manage that wait time so mm. like maybe they'll try to refer you to a secondary service or like a, an organization like mind that can help you do okay, okay. things with yourself or help you with certain resources before you're able to see like a professional from the nhs or whatever mm. so yeah okay cool i can imagine i can imagine i mean it would be nice for more things to happen but at the same time i guess you know if the funding is not there then cool understandable but i feel like you know as a community if we are recognizing that something needs to be be done about it, mm. yeah, I mean, there's so much other ways, and obviously trying to put a platform out there to kind of make or bring awareness to mental health, especially within our black people. Do you get I'm coming from? Yeah, I just, I really feel like it's something that should be implemented in early on in the life in regards to just being aware of it, mm-hmm. um, because it's crazy. Like obviously, me working in school, I only started working in schools about what two years ago. Mm. Yeah, two years ago now. When I first started, I was in a primary school. And it's just crazy to see so much children who are not aware of their, or even adults who are not aware of other children's mental states and just not being able to give them adequate support. Mm-hmm. Or they feel like they're supporting them, but they're not supporting them in the way in which they need to be supported. Yeah. And I feel like there should be a bigger, what's the word I'm looking for? Bigger, bigger emphasis on you know, the mental health of younger children, especially during times of coronavirus, stuff like that. I feel like it's, as adults, we just be like, cocoon, we get on with our days, we do what we need to do and kids are always going to be kids. But little things like, not even little, situations like coronavirus and being home and not being able to go to school and have your normal sense of life and it does, it is going to affect this next generation of kids like heavily. Yeah, it definitely is. It really should be a focus area for companies, organisations, governments moving forward to be able to, you know, realise that it's a real, not niche, but it's like this area that needs to be catered towards. It, Otherwise, 100%. it will cause a big downfall and a big Great Depression for a lot of people, mm-hmm. which in a way, undoubtedly, is probably most likely going to happen, yeah. mm-hmm. regardless. No, it's true. <laughs> it's it's going to happen. Um, I've, I just think that um, a lot more people need to be trained with regards to know how to kind of deal with us, in a sense. Mm. Do you get what I'm coming from? I feel like there's a lot of people, again, are very uneducated with obviously you know where we've been and where we've come Mm. from you know so i really feel like okay because don't get me wrong cool black history month i mean it's nice that it's there but at the same time it should not only just be for one month let this thing right be in the curriculums like 24 7 let this let you know black history be you know you know trained make it be compulsory Right mm. in all organizations, if that makes sense, you, you see what I'm saying. Um, 
maybe a lot of people may, might be quite ignorant towards it. Cool, I understand that. But at the same time, yeah, right? How are you going to learn if you're not going to kind of put yourself out there? Just, you see what I'm saying, you know? And, you know, with the schools and everything as well, um, I had this conversation with um, someone the other day with regards to, you know, how teachers would obviously kind of like, it's like the pins. I don't want to sound too mystical or anything like that, but it's like they're putting spells on people. You know, you've got that naughty child in, in um in your in your class, whatever, yep. and the teacher's like, you're not you're not gonna go anywhere in life, yeah. okay? You're gonna be this, you're gonna be that. Yep. Trust me, them students will actually act out exactly what that teacher have probably mm-hmm. said, right? Or whether it would be that manager. Do you know where I'm coming from? You know, because at the end of the day, it's something that has been instilled in them. Mm-hmm. And because they've been told that, they're always gonna be thinking that. You know, so teachers also really need to be very careful with exactly how they deal with their students because mm. at the end of the day, yeah, right, you never know how much of an impact you can actually make onto somebody. I think that's true. I think following on what you just said as well, Fabian, I think there's power in the tongue. So like, yep. as mm. like mystical as that might sound, like when you say something to somebody a lot and they hear it a lot, they start to believe it. So if you tell somebody like you're going to be failure, you're not going to amount to anything, eventually after hearing that, what, how many times, you're going to start believing it and mm. internalise that, what you're hearing, and then mm-hmm. like, you'll act out according to that. So maybe I'm not obviously blaming that maybe people who make who um, end up like not really doing what they want to do on that sole fact, but it can definitely contribute to like how yeah. people end up in the hundreds. And then, I'm sorry, Mar, just following on what you said as well. I think in terms of like education, yeah, I think it's important for like staff to be educated about mental health and children as well. Because I think a lot of kids maybe in our generation would have grown up like and they would have like maybe have had ADHD and things like that, and then it would have mm. been picked up. And then they've just been yeah. told that they've just been misbehaving. They're yeah. just disruptive. They're just, they don't yeah. listen to that kind of thing. So. And it does affect them when they grow up, as, as, when they get into adults, when they, they're like, okay, cool, I've gone so long of my life mm. knowing X is X, but now I've been told X is really Y. Yeah. It's like, it does mess their, it does, it does cause a sense of dysfunction, really and truly. One thing I'll also like to kind of um, speak about, just kind of um, talking on the back of what you guys were saying, with regards to obviously you know, being diagnosed and all that kind of stuff that what I've realised, especially in a, in a cultural kind of view as well, not a lot of, you know, our parents, especially those who have obviously come straight from the Caribbean or straight from Africa, they do not want to admit that the fact of the fact that, you know, their child may have something. Mm. Do you know where I'm coming from? They Like, how I see it is that, you know, our parents don't really believe that, you know, mental health is real. They just see it as, you know, it's all in your head. But do you know what it is? I feel like going back to what you said, because obviously today, like I had a, quite a big conversation with my family and stuff about just, we had a, our first family meeting and this is the first time we've had a family meeting in my life of being an adult. Mm-hmm. Like it sounds crazy to people, but like we don't sit down and speak yeah. much. And, oh, hold on, you said something that triggered me. Oh my God, I was too busy trying to think of what to say. <laughs> um, oh gosh. I'm terrible at this, you know. Um, I was just talking about culture. Yes, yes, that's and... what that's what I was gonna say. So yeah, what it is, I feel like partially is that, like you said, Carl, well, like you, you and Carl both said about the power of the tongue. Yeah, I feel like especially parents and stuff from back home when they come to this Western world, that analogy follows them. Yes, so they believe 100%. that if we speak into existence that my child actually has or may potentially have ADHD or or some sort of whatever it is. It might actually true. start to happen and start yeah. to form itself, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's why I feel like it instills onto us where we're also thinking, okay, cool. Well, mom said I'm fine. Everything else seems to be fine. So if I'm doing something, it means I'm just generally just a bad yeah. person. I'm generally mm-hmm. just making wrong choices. Exactly. And really, no. There's a there's an issue here. 
You know really what I mean? Is. And that is a clear example of how it stems down and passes mm-hmm. down through generations to a point where it's, it becomes unhealthy. Yeah, this is it. And, and it's so important to it, have those conversations where you can start to realise stuff about yourself and just be understanding of it. Okay, cool. If you can realise that this is what it is, now we can start to intervene early and get the support we need. Mm-hmm. This is it. Because sometimes it actually could be too late. It could be. And, you know, I think it's a thing where parents really should stop having to kind of, you know... I feel like they feel like it's kind of like a bad thing for someone to obviously, you know, be like this or if they've had any like mental mm. issues. It's not a bad thing at all. They're still in their head, yeah, right? You know, they've still obviously got their cultural views that's still kind of like stopping them from actually getting the further help that they actually need. And they probably haven't been able to see this or identify this in their friends. Or yeah, this is it because them. all of the, especially, <laughs> they never had that you know, up, exactly. You know, I mean, it wasn't a thing for them, so they're not going to be aware it. of how to do it. And again, it goes back to just being mindful or and be, have a knowledge of being able to understand other people like and just being able to do what you can in order to help that person whether it's your friend mm-hmm. child brother sister whatever it is i think even that in itself just thinking about like talking about parents and stuff like lord knows what kind of trauma and things our parents like suffered and mm. that how they've like internalized those kind of experiences and then how that's made them who they are today as well yeah so no exactly because i guess like us we're from the generation now of like where it's good to talk about your feelings and talk about things but then they, we come from parents who were not really like that and so like talking about how you feel, talking about how things have made you feel, it's just, it's frowned upon, or maybe mm-hmm. it was frowned upon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just... It's so mad because, um, well, I'm always having conversations with my, you know, very um, ignorant mother. <laughs> 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 always, always, no, she, she definitely is. I love her, but let's just be real. Like, yeah, she definitely... She definitely has her ways, I can I can tell you that. And um, she definitely, you know, stands by her cultural ways. Mm. And I sat her down and I, you know, I was just asking her, like I even said before, like, you know, how, why is it that you can't be emotionally available? She says, well, I'm just not that kind of person, kind of thing. She's just got this really, she's just got her back up all the time. Mm. Like, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, what has actually happened to you for you to just be so, mm. <sighs> you see what I'm coming from? <laughs> but you know what, yeah, I've had my time I've don't, don't get me wrong, I've had my time where, you know, like, def, like the way how she's obviously been towards me has obviously affected me. But then, mm. you know, at the big age of 27 now, you know, I've basically come to realise that, do you know what, there's actually no point of crying over spilt milk. She is um, who she is. She is what she is. And you know what, I'm not able to change that. There's certain things I'm not able to change. Some parents, they do not want to, um, you know, change. Even she even said, you know, I'm not going to lie to you, I'm a big woman, you know, going on granny and all of that, there's no, I'm not going to change. Point blank, period. Yeah. And you know what? As annoying as it sounds and as ignorant as it sounds, okay, she said what she said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Point <laughs> blank. Yeah, you know, she said what she said. And, you know, it is unfortunate that she is somebody that doesn't want to change, but that's just obviously a clear example of what, you know, saying in your kind of cultural bubble kind of does what, mm-hmm. what it does to you. Do you get what I mean? Because, again, certain things that she would be doing over here, no, certain things that she'll be doing back home in Jamaica, listen, she will not be able to do over here, boy. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? And I think that's where the ignorance comes from because she probably sees that certain things over here is not acceptable, but she's still kind of following exactly what she knows because that's what she knows, mm. you know? So, yeah, boy. Yeah, I think it's difficult to, like, unlearn learned behaviours, especially if you've like, been repeating them for, like, 10, 20, 30 plus years. Mm. Do you think it's our role as as... Our, as our as children of our parents to bring these issues to them because to an extent they're not like I said because like I said speaking to my mum today like really changed my perspective on so much things in regards to speaking to family and having that family mum son bond mm. um, because she was like she was she was generally like I'm really here open to 
if I've done something that's wrong and you don't, don't tell me, how can I adapt mm-hmm, or change? Mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. If there's something that I haven't done, even if I've done something where I haven't done it, like you have to communicate and let me know. Mm-hmm. And these are things that I have never heard in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm 25 now. I'm now hearing it. Wow. So I'm like, oh, okay. Because it makes sense. Because I would have, you know what I mean? It's like, it makes you realize, okay, cool. Maybe all it took was just a little conversation to have a better understanding of each mm-hmm. other to now push this forward. Like, But um, it made me realize, yeah, maybe it is my role to educate you on certain things. Yeah. So that you're able to adapt and do things differently. Because again, like you said, like they've grown up, lived their own lives, mm. had kids. Kids who obviously didn't ask to be there, but they've wanted to have kids, and we've, 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 that's the this one they've wanted to have. You know what I mean? So, I feel like if we don't bring these questions to them or question things in general, there won't ever be really any change. No, and I've true. been in this little place of conflict regarding it, mm, okay. regarding whether I want to be able to have that family, fa- and that's just what it is. I just want to have that family bond where we all just speak to each other, like about random stuff like yeah you know what i mean yeah and not to say that we don't speak to each other because we do there's a really cohesive harmonious home but in this in the sense of communication it's things just a few it's, little holes yes yeah. i want to be mm-hmm. i want to get filled just for the sake but simple fact especially because i'm an adult i'm growing i'm 25 i'm in, in a family home so i want to be able to feel like we can speak about random stuff or yeah. stuff that is just general just for the simple fact of us having that basic level of understanding and trust and love with each yeah. other so that we can all see each other for who we are on our own places that have mental clarity you know yeah. what I mean because at the end of the day we're sharing this space this is it and we've been sharing this space so moving forward how do you want to go this is do yeah we, exactly do you want to yeah. act like we're here alone whilst everyone's around us or do you want to do this together <laughs> and this is why you are the person because you've recognised that and you never know you're right one of your siblings may have also recognised that as well but they were probably too scared and to that's even the mention it. I was saying about sometimes I just feel like I don't give a heck <laughs> let me just wake up go to work and do my and thing bounce, like you guys yeah. do and not worry about you like, I just think about what I need to do for my next day mm-hmm. and how I want my year to go mm-hmm. and how I want my life to be because mm-hmm. why should I do it but then yeah. it's like again it's that place if, you if you don't do it who else is going to do it you know what I mean you see what I'm yeah. saying um, who else is going to do it and I, I feel I mentioned um, on our live episode but I haven't mentioned it on this obviously since starting counselling as well it kind of has shown me that, yeah, like I said, it's kind of like, it's my duty. Like, if I don't do it, no one else will. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's, and it's actually okay for that to be the, the case. This like, is it. Just because you have to be the one to have conversations doesn't mean that it's you that needs to make everything work. No, because eventually, once you've made something, you've brought awareness to something, everyone else will do their part. That's, That's it. true. I think it's important, us being the ones that, like, have the awareness to kind of spreading that. Because I guess, as your, like your mum said, if she doesn't know like the things you've done wrong, how is she supposed to like correct them? Mm. Kind of thing. If you're not aware of like mistakes you've made, how are you gonna move forward? Also, there's doing that, but then you know, it depends if you as the individual are gonna take accountability for your actions. There's a lot of people, right? You would obviously tell them a lot of people get very defensive, right, with regards to obviously someone telling them, you know, mm. what they're doing, do you know what I'm coming from? Mm. And it's a thing where you've got two choices. You either just take accountability for it and you know, you know, move do something about it. Or you're literally going to just sit there and just kind of just not accept it at Mm. all and then just, you know, feel away about it and then just, yeah, just be ignorant to it. Do you get what I mean? Definitely depends on the kind of person you are. Because for me personally, like, friends, family, managers, wherever I am, if there's something that I've done that you don't like or you you have a question about, please come to me. Yeah. Just don't, don't just say nothing and expect sudden change like I'm going to be aware of what I'm doing that I do all the time no makes no sense you know what mm. I mean I feel like it's so important to have people around you who can just be able to point things out to you or help you rectify your own actions and behaviours because again as humans we're so 
were on autopilot for so long, for so many periods of our lives that yeah. we get so accustomed to our ways that, again, we just be like, yeah, this is me, hey, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. there's more. There's a way to evolve and adapt to certain situations and you won't know about the direction. That's yeah, true. exactly. It's, great. it's good to have like friends that can hold you accountable. I think that's important. Yeah. Oh, I definitely do, boy. <laughs> My people will literally fix me right up if I'm if I'm, if I'm dipping down. <laughs> I'm just one of them. <laughs> but no, it's just it, it. Even that, it's just really nice that people can obviously you know recognize certain things about you, kind of thing. And you know, I'm always one to try and um change because I feel like you know I want to evolve. You know, mm-hmm. I really want to evolve. I kind of use this analogy of. You know, you know Pokemon, right? <laughs> <laughs> You've got the three levels. You've got the small one, the medium one, and the big one. Do you get what I mean? You know, mm. that's how you evolve. Mm. So you obviously have to kind of build up some form of, you know, whether it's knowledge or power. You're definitely going to have to build that up in order for you to obviously grow. So therefore, why wouldn't why would you why wouldn't you not want that for yourself? Mm, you true. get me? You see what I'm coming from? So, I mean, yeah, I think it's just really important just to kind of hold yourself accountable and obviously hold your friends accountable. Yeah, you get me? You know. It's well, really no, it's, important. It's mad because Heron, like Heron, Carl speaking, having this whole conversation, I've generally started to think, okay, cool. So obviously, like I said, like, I'm in the place of conflict, even in regards to like career wise and what I want to do and stuff. And mm. obviously, not everyone's got, not everyone knows what they want to do. So it's like, but I'm, I'm at the stage now where I have a handful of experience and two fingers worth of qualifications. So I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, mm, like, okay, cool. what, what do, do you really want to do? Where do you really want to go? Like, and I'm thinking of it now. Mm. <laughs> I think it's okay though like if you don't know in the moment or at any particular mm-hmm. time because I think random I've been watching Girlfriends a lot on Netflix here and there's one character who was a bit of a floater and she didn't really know what she wanted to do and even into her 30s but only when she got to like her early 30s she realised that she she had the passion for music and stuff and sometimes mm. it can be like that that like you can really go through life that like doing certain things just working because mm-hmm. of your money or to yeah. your um, live your lifestyle, forge your lifestyle, and then maybe later on in life you end up realizing, hmm, I really like this thing. I'm gonna be passionate about this. I'm mm. actually passionate about this. I wanna pursue this further. So it's okay, like people evolve differently at different levels, different times. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of subconsciously like taking the steps to doing the further exploration into the things that I would I think I want to do mm. to see whether it is what I want to do. Um, I guess what well, yeah to highlight is also obviously I told you guys already, but obviously I'm starting that um. A mental health first aid course yes which yes it's really in the field of you know counseling and stuff is really like not even on the sector like mm-hmm, it's nothing mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. in the sense of how practical it is for what i do and my encounters with people I, I will be able to pick up on stuff much more yeah. you know what i mean and it's like it does allow me give me insight on you know content and information that is useful to know what is not useful to know and how to apply and stuff mm-hmm. and you know yeah i just feel like you know what, let me just start from somewhere so I can kind of build myself and think or plan where I want to go. But I'm just sitting here thinking, like, there's so much shit that I think of and things that I want to do. I'm like, I don't know. We'll, well, see, let, we'll see where life takes me. Let, let 2021 <laughs> be the year where you, you know, don't procrastinate and, you know, you literally just, whatever idea you've got, you just go with it, run with it. You just yeah. never know where it's going to take you. I feel like the past couple of years of my life, I've just spent so many years just focusing on mental health. Mm. And mm. now I just want to just live. I'm tired of thinking about, <laughs> even though in saying that, Yes, I was obviously living that whole time as well. But mm-hmm. now I'm just like, I don't have to think about it anymore. Like, just you know do. what I mean? Just yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I get you. I get you. What well, I was going to um, ask a question to um, Carl. So with regards to, um, you know, you being at work and everything like that, with the things that you've seen, the things that you've obviously experienced and everything like that, like, how would you say that has an impact on you? 
and how you think and how you view things? Um, I think we had a you know, we were talking earlier about like culture and stuff and cultural differences. I think mm-hmm. it was like a slight theme, but I think that shows me that sometimes there's still a lot of work to be done, although the work being being done at the moment. But mm. I think um, in terms of other cultures understanding us as individuals and understanding that there's some differences and things that we do. So like I'll give an example. Um, you know, like when you might have um a patient who likes to pray. Mm. Um, so they're religious. Let's say they're Christian, and they might speak in tongues. So, like in the like church world, that's seen as something that is like you know that you do to communicate with God. But then, to like the mental health world, that might be seen as something that is like, whoa, she's speaking in a, like a language that isn't you know mm. words or nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh no, she she's literally losing her mind, kind of thing. So I just think like understanding that cultural differences like that. And I think as well like some experiences I've overheard, not really personal experience, but like some medications like have an effect on um have side effects so mm, yeah. like maybe i don't know medication for mental health or whatever antipsychotic might make your hair like fall out or sh- um sh- what's the word I'm looking for shrink or something fall out shed, shed yes yeah okay okay shed. so like i think knowing that like um to like maybe black women that mm. their hair can be like their crown kind of thing and understanding that if their hair falls out that's really affecting that's a, like a, a real a real um struggle thing for them something mm. they find difficult to get over especially some girls you know how they are with their hair yeah. like, oh, I love my hair like it's taken however long to get it like this and now it's going to be falling out for this so like, I just mm. think cultural being culturally competent is important I think so like just being understanding that like not everyone is the same we're all individuals and within like our individuality there's like um, subgroups of individuality mm-hmm, so like you mm-hmm. know you have different people from different cultures like Nigerians might not be the same as Jamaican people or you might have different like beliefs and cultural beliefs so just it's understanding set. that mm. is really important I think in terms of mental health as well so you need to really I think in like school college university you learn about individual differences and it's something that I've always taken away with me like okay. so even though somebody might be black like me we might we still have differences we still have things that we like we don't like we've had different experiences in life so I can't judge everybody to the same standard as well so everyone's an individual treat them like an individual treat their mental health care as an on an individual basis and that kind of thing is always important so yeah mm. that's good and then it's really good that you know even you working in this environment this it's allowed you to kind of think like this do you yeah. know what i mean i feel like you know it's kind of allowed you to obviously probably be a, be a lot more open be a lot more understanding of you know the environment that you're in and everything around you do you know what i mean and mm. you know this is, I believe, is what a lot of people need. This is what this is what a lot of our our people need. They need to be open. Mm. They need to be transparent. Do you get where I'm coming from? And unfortunately, you know, with how, um, you know, certain upbringings have obviously kind of um come into place and so forth. Um, a lot of people can't be transparent. There's always a brick wall that you know mm. our black people are facing. You see where I'm coming from, and um, yeah, it's sad that some people are not able to um, kind of see that. But this is literally the kind of behaviors that um, we need in order for us to obviously, you know, move and survive. You see what I'm saying? Mm. Um, I was gonna say as well with the projects um, that are within your, you know, hospital and so forth. Yeah. Are there any um, projects specifically for black people at all? That is a good question. Um, not. At the moment that I've come across, so I guess I'm fairly new. So I guess as things come up, I'll have a bit more knowledge. But um, I know that there's organisations that like the hospitals and stuff work with that are based around like black mental health care. So mm-hmm. like, if there's something being done regarding black mental health care, they will usually bring in a kind of an external organisation mm-hmm. to 
um, there's quite a few in like London, is like Black Friday, for example. So um, okay. yeah, so I think there's links with black organizations that focus on mental health care. That's good. So that's, that's I think good. That's important as well. I was gonna say as well. I know um, the organization Mind. I know they do um, they do quite a few projects with, with relation um, to um, black people. Um, one of them is actually um, you know counseling for um, you know black Afro Caribbean people. Mm. Um, and funny enough, this is actually what I'm going to be like getting myself into as well, because I'm going to be having my first therapy session tomorrow. <laughs> so yeah. And, um, even when that came up, I felt like it was absolutely brilliant. I did I literally mm-hmm. said it to Miles ASAP, literally. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's called Black River Counseling and it's run by Lambeth and Southwark. And, um, we've, abs- we've, um, advertised it on Insta and so forth, um, where, you know, People that, well, you don't have to live in, within the borough, but, you know, people um, within that, that ethnic um, group, um, they will actually have, you know, black counsellors being able to obviously give them, you know, sessions. Mm. And you can get f- six free sessions until um, April 2021. Yeah, April of this year. Mm. So just letting you know, guys, if you ever thought that you probably wanted or needed counselling, um, you know, feel free to obviously take them. Take advantage of that, you know. Mm-hmm. We'll be able to post, you know, that um advert again, so you guys can see, and um yeah, take advantage because I mean I'm not gonna lie to you. I've always I've never had counselling before, but what I am excited about is actually speaking to um a black counsellor, someone mm-hmm. who can actually understand my view, where I come from, and you know, them also being a professional as well, kind of thing. You know, I really feel like they'll be able to kind of, you know, relate to myself a lot more, like how they've obviously related to you, mm. to you I'm coming from. So, mm. yeah, I think it's really important. So stuff like this, it really needs to be, you know, normalised, put yeah. out there, in your face kind of thing, you know? Yeah, I agree. I just think therapy in general is so important. Like, within the community, it's something that maybe was looked down upon. But I think it's so good to just talk to people if, if if you feel like somebody that looks like you will understand you more as well that's always important and it's so mm-hmm. it's nice that there is like black psychologists black therapists out there that people can speak to but generally therapy man it's just it's the way forward honestly this is it and you know it's it's a natural thing because when you kind of see someone um who does look like you you're kind of automatically kind of going to be like attracted to them or you're interested mm-hmm. about them because you know You've got something in common automatically, yeah, number one. Least, yeah, you see where I'm coming from, you know? So I feel like when you've obviously got, you know, the community kind of all working together, that's when certain things will kind of be um put out there a lot more, yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You Representation know? matters so yep. heavily. Like it definitely does. Small things like my students are oh, so what, what's your job? I want to do your job when I'm older. I'm like, do you know what do you know what those words mean to me? I'm like, yo, because like, I'm not even anywhere where I feel like I need to be yet. And mm-hmm. you're, you're already looking at me in this space feeling like, oh, it's something you want to do just because mm-hmm. I'm a black man that's doing it. Like, it makes you realise when you're yeah. younger, like, the amount of jobs we didn't know about. I didn't know mm-hmm. about TV, back of, back of house, all these things in media. Obviously, the world has moved forward, so mm-hmm. we'll just have become available and stuff. But the world in which I saw as a child, I wasn't aware of it now because, of, again, because of the people who was in those roles and the figures I held it. Like, yeah. It, it makes such a world of a difference when you see people who are in fields you want to you go into yeah. and do that can just spark some sort of interest into you. Exactly you never know that. that way that can take you. Even when I was cabin crew, you know, the amount of people that would even stop me and be like, you know, I've never seen 
um, a black man with dreads that's worked for this airline. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, you know, even I've had someone that was like a young um, black guy, I think he was going to Jamaica. And he was like, you know, oh, I really want to kind of do this. I just don't know where to start and whatnot. A lot of people feel like you need qualifications to obviously get into that. But, you know, mm-hmm. just by conversating, he was then, you know, able to know that, look, this is how you do it. And then you, you can do it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like even me, I'm standing out, especially because of my hair as well. That kind of like, you know, it sparks interest. It sparks interest a lot. So, you know, at the end of the day, you never know who you can obviously help. Out there, mm, get me. Yeah, repre- representation matters definitely. I this think is it, it just kind of helps seeing somebody that looks like you around. It exactly that motivates you. You are able to think, oh, I can do like them. I can do that too. Then mm. I see someone like me. They're black too. I can do that as well. Yeah. I guess even for you in your field, if you were to come across like a senior member in like the counseling field or psycho- psychology field, it's probably an incentive to be like, oh, okay, cool. So there is other people. Yeah. yeah, especially when it gets to the managerial levels, you're yeah. like, cool. when you're all on the same level, like before your entry levels and stuff, you see more like minded individuals or mm-hmm. you know, skin folk and whatnot. Yeah, the higher you go, it's like, oh, am I even in a still com- yeah. company kind of thing? Like, and it's, it's so like it's motivating to see, yeah, that as well. It makes you realize, okay, cool, maybe there is a bit of a bigger purpose within my role, mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. it is, or maybe now it, I've been yeah. encouraged to do this somewhere else wherever it is like it shows that you've got a chance <laughs> yeah. it At actually least. shows that you've got a chance <laughs> you get I'm coming from so which is good man yeah I love that but I mean oh. this is literally what our people just need to do just need to just just represent just like do your thing and just you know go out there in the world and just show who you are so you can obviously inspire others you know where, where, where do you see the world of mental health going I think there's been, been a big shift in like the last Okay, the last like five to ten years. Mm. So I think like what going into uni in two thousand and twelve, and there was like a huge stigma around mental health, especially concerning black people. I think now, like because of our generation, because of the things that we're learning about ourselves, because we're being um us as a generation are being more open to things like counseling and therapy. I think it's gonna be there's been a big shift, so mm. it won't be something that is frowned upon speaking about anymore. Mm. And I think when we have our kids and when we grow up as well, we can instill that into our children as well. So I think it'll be a, it's it's on it's up and coming definitely, mm-hmm. but I think the future is looking bright concerning mental health. I think. But yeah. No, yeah, I, I have to agree. I think with more people recognizing it now, especially the year that we've just had as well, I really feel like there's definitely going to be some form of progress, and I also think that you know organizations need to start thinking a lot more about culture. Mm-hmm. Whether it's not just our black culture, whether it's just like you know the Asian culture mm-hmm. and you know. Any other culture, do you get what I mean? I really feel like that is the focus because if you think of it like this, there's obviously, like, the UK is a very um, diverse country with so much different cultures, um, you know, coming in and out of it and everything. And I really feel like a lot of people need to kind of take time to understand culture. Mm. They need to because that's where a lot of things stem from, you Mm. know? And certain things, you know, with mental health, people are just kind of taking it at face value, but they don't really know the deeper root of how things yeah. happen and why we are I just thought it's just slightly unfortunate because I still like we're still borderline in the in the season of tokenism where some organisations do things just to make it seem as if we're represented but oh yeah people, some people generally just don't feel like it's their priority like I don't know what it is I feel like when it comes to businesses that provide um, services and support ultimately some people see it as we're just providing our services and support some people don't generally care about the the fine details that yeah. make a difference you know what I mean because that's what they've don't. been trained obviously, to do if you're in these fields you're obviously going to take these things into account you know mm-hmm. what I mean but on a general basis I don't feel like many people, many people do really and it's a shame because 
it does make a difference. You need to be able to know what people need before you can go and help this them. This is it. Them because you provide a service. This you is it. what they need, otherwise you're not helping them, are you? That's true. I think co- like understanding culture should be as important as learning health and safety. Yeah, you know what? In, That's what I think. In my old role, there was like a course that you could do. It was like cultural competency. And it was like to, um, I guess, like educate staff on like the varying individuals that they would meet. So like it taught you about um, culture and mental health. So like not just like race and ethnicity, but mm. also like religions and stuff as well. So like certain things that it just kind of helped to bring up culture and bring awareness. And I think I, I went on a course myself one time and I met one of the... Um, like I think she was an art therapist and she was talking about the fact that she had, um, I think they were doing something with children mm. in um, children with um, mental health issues and they were like doing a drawing exercise. And I think the drawing was a pig or something. And one of the children was like Muslim. So they didn't want to like draw on the pig or like touch it or anything, but she didn't really understand why that was. So then that kind of like, she highlighted that and she was like, oh, she wasn't aware of that like Muslims don't eat pork and it's like a dirty animal that kind of thing so mm. I think that's why culture is important because I guess like if she wouldn't have like she said she wouldn't have pressed and pushed and prodded and told them like just draw just colour it in like, da, 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 it's fun da, da, da. if she had no yeah, yeah no so, exactly that and that's actually quite a good example actually because you know number one she obviously seemed quite innocent with regards to obviously yeah. not knowing mm. um, that information or that fact kind of thing and that is literally what the problem is for other people that don't understand culture. This is where people need to be educated enough, enough to obviously know certain things. I mean, we're living in a diverse um, country at the end of the day. And why is it that we're still having to face certain problems? Because mm. people are obviously ignorant to obviously, you know, what we've been through. It's, just, it's as simple as that. Cultural competence. Let me even write that on my hands. Let <laughs> me <laughs> find this course and CC every colleague I have. Trust me. No, for real. Not to do be it. Fair, it's something you can like bring up in workplaces as well. If you feel like, I feel like it's within your right. If you feel like um, there's not like competence when it comes to different cultures and understanding them and like that relatability, then it's something you can bring up. And I'm sure like maybe HR might have something they can pull in or they can bring somebody in to do some sort of talk or something. Mm-hmm. But it's, I guess if, if there's an issue, it's good to highlight it once you're aware of it. Yeah, so change can be made. It's yeah. amazing, honestly. It That's really nice. is. And I'm just glad that you know this is a conversation. That has been recognised and I'm glad that we're speaking about it at the end of the day because, you know, who else is going to? (laughs) 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 Who who else is going to? Honestly, like, like I said, you'd be surprised how much people don't have these conversations, so. Yeah, no, for real. And I'm I'm glad that we are. So, you know, I really just hope that this is obviously something of interest um, for you guys, the listeners and so forth. And I really just hope that you guys definitely be able to um, take something from this, you know, and... You know, um, maybe if you're, you know, it's not someone of the black community and you're listening to this, maybe you could possibly think of ways and how you can maybe, you know, educate yourself a lot more with regards to, you know, how we've, where we've come from and so forth. Because again, it's important. It really is important. You get me? So I think, yeah, it definitely needs to be done. 100. But no, this has been amazing. Absolute, absolute pleasure having you on, Carl. It's been so insightful just hearing like the, you know, ins and outs briefly of like, you know, mental health and, the whole field in general of psychology mm-hmm. and everything and it's just there's always more obviously when you're not in the field you just think okay yeah that's what it is but yeah. when you get into it you're like oh crap there's this department there's this there's that there's this, this. Like, there's so much of it Um, so it's, yeah it's really insightful insightful to know thank you guys for having me honestly your platform's amazing and like it's just good to have a platform where you can talk about these kind of things so yeah thank you guys Thank you, Appreciate man. It, thank you, man. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, one thing I could say is I've definitely kind of learned, like, you know, how 
you know, your field kind of works and whatnot and, you know, how I guess black people are kind of represented in it as well. So mm. I feel that's definitely important. That's something I've learned today. So And lack of representation. Lack of, yeah, one hundred percent, you know. So um yeah. This is it. <laughs> this is it. But no, honestly, it's been an amazing conversation. And um, yes, like I said to you earlier, guys, um, I really just hope that you'll be able to obviously take something from this. And um, as always, every week we're going to be um, bringing amazing content to you guys and so forth. And we're going to see what's up. Yep. And again, um, to catch uh, the recording of our live episode, it's on our Instagram page at underscore dot layers of life. And yep, lock in, tune in, get in touch, let us know what you're thinking and feeling. Um, everything is much, much appreciated. That's what's up. And um, well, as always, until next time, guys. <laughs> it's your boy Milo. It's your boy Fabs. We out. Peace.